G'day, Troy Dean from WP Elevation, and welcome to episode 61 of the WP Elevation podcast, the podcast that helps WordPress consultants elevate their business and build a profitable, sustainable business as a WordPress consultant. Uh, In this episode, our feature guest is none other than Ben Stickland, CEO of Alliance Software and also one of the guys behind Noble Samurai, the makers of Market Samurai, the keyword research tool, Scarcity Samurai, the countdown timer WordPress plugin, and more recently, Vidzy, a great way to get your sales letters and video sales letters uh, written for you very quickly and very inexpensively. There's lots to learn in this episode, like uh, why you should not spend lots of money building something that nobody wants to buy, how in fact you can qualify whether or not people want to buy something before you spend or waste a lot of money building it. Ben is very open and very humble about the mistakes and the failures that they've had and what they've learned from it and how they have uh, taken those lessons on board and improved their business and their marketing processes and their development processes as a result. And you're also going to learn what the difference between selling a WordPress website for $3,000 and a WordPress website for $23,000. And there's some great stuff in this, uh, in this interview about how to filter clients out really quickly. Ben gives a very simple framework, four things you can say to a client to uh, when you think they haven't got the right kind of budget, and four things you can say that just allow you to have that conversation really openly and really honestly and really politely uh, right up front before you waste a whole bunch of your time and their time. And you're also going to learn how you can differentiate yourself from everyone else out there doing the same thing. This episode seriously could have gone on for weeks. Uh, Ben has offered, volunteered, he wants to come back early in 2015 and actually teach a deep dive webinar uh, to our uh, to our audience. So stick around for that because we're going to be announcing that early in 2015, which is going to be fantastic. Also, he's giving away your choice of either Market Samurai, Scarcity Samurai, or a membership to Vidzi to get your video sales letters written. Uh, you choose. Stick around for details on how you can enter that competition a little bit later on. Um, For now, stay with us. Let's elevate. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. This episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by Video User Manuals, the WordPress plugin that puts over 75, I think, videos in your client's WordPress dashboard to teach them how to use WordPress how to use WP SEO by Yoast, how to use WooCommerce, and how to set up and install and read the Google Analytics reports, courtesy of Justin Catroni, analytics advocate at Google. He's given us his videos to include in the plugin as well. Uh, Of course, you can turn any of these videos on or off. You can rebadge it, put your own logo on it. You can, you know, um, uh, what else can you do? Add your own custom videos for things like testimonials or other custom post types that you might have built. Uh, it really is fabulous, and for a dollar for your first month, it's ridiculous. So get on over to videousermanuals.com or wpelevation.com slash vum. Check out the little video and uh, get started uh, right away. And I, b- by the way, you can install it in Australian, which is my voice. You can install it in uh, American, or you can install it in English, British, UK, you know, generic kind of UK voice. So uh, no matter where you are, you can install it in different um, accents to keep your clients happy. There you go. There it is, video user manuals. Uh, Elevation tip of the week this week is, um, my elevation tip of the week this week is work out, uh, and this kind of ties into our competition as well, work out the one part of your business that you know is letting your clients down and fix it. Uh, You know, one of the things that we've been working hard at here is trying to stay ahead of our clients. So we've installed a failure metric in our business. If a client emails us, and to follow up on how a project is or emails and says, you know, give me a status update, we failed. So uh, we now try and we don't do it, we're not 100% perfect, but we try every time to make sure that we email our clients at least a couple of times a week to let them know where we're at in the project and what's coming up so that they're not chasing us. So work out the one part of your business where you are letting your clients down and try and fix it, which ties into the competition because I kind of forgot to mention this with Ben in the interview, so I'm just going to announce it now. In order to enter this week's competition, uh, and by the way, you could win your choice, a copy of Market Samurai, Scarcity Samurai, or 
Vidzi, so Market Samurai is a keyword research tool. Vidzi, uh, Vidzi is a video sales letter or sales letter um, copywriting generation tool. And uh, Scarcity Samurai is a countdown timer WordPress plugin. You choose whatever you want to win. Uh, ben will uh, give you whatever prize you want. Uh, but in order to w enter this competition, leave a comment under the video and tell Ben the number one thing that you know you could do better in your business to keep your clients happier. So maybe you're over committing and under delivering. Maybe you're not giving yourself enough time. Maybe you're saying clients, I can get that done in two weeks when you know it's gonna take four. Maybe you could just be a better designer. Maybe you could have more information about marketing. Maybe you could you know, take a better brief, whatever it is. What part of your business, what's the one thing in your business that you could do better that you know would better serve your clients? Or what is the one part of your business that you, you know that you're just letting your clients down? Leave your comments underneath the video and I'll get Ben to swing by uh, in a few weeks because we're almost at Christmas now. So it'll be early in the new year. Ben will swing by and go through those comments and award the prize. Ben Stickland is CEO of Alliance Software. They build websites, complex custom websites for huge clients. Uh, he There is so much to learn in this interview and so much in Ben's brain, he's actually gonna come back in the new year and run a webinar for us because he has so much to offer and so much to give. He's a Melbourne boy. Uh, there honestly is so much gold in this interview. Um, there is, you know, let me just give you a brief uh, overview of some of the things. Um, charge what you're worth and don't be afraid to put in a proposal that someone's gonna reject. Do good work, claim something that no one else can claim. Whew, think about that one. Um, he passes on his favorite CRM tool. He just doesn't use a CRM tool. He hates all of them. Um, offer a financial incentive so that your clients produce content early. Interesting. And have a specialty. Number one way you can differentiate yourself is to have a specialty. Specialize in something. Uh, what else is there? Oh, here we go. Uh, a couple of little quotes from Ben. To succeed, provide critical services to successful clients. If you can, get, if you can provide critical services, that is, a website that is a lead generation tool to a successful client, that's a match made in heaven because that successful client is going to keep paying you for that critical service. So that's a nice marriage of, uh, of ideas there. And uh, one of my other favorite uh, tweetable quotes here is the best way to differentiate yourself is to specialize. Hey, I could rave on about how wonderful Ben is forever, but why don't we just go and meet him? Without further ado, let's go and meet Ben Stickland. G'day, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation, and I'm very thrilled to have with me Ben Stickland from Alliance Software and Noble Samurai. Hey, Ben, how you doing? Hey, Troy. Good to be on the line, mate. Doing very well. Thank you very much for being on the show. Now, we're actually in the same time zone. We're in the same city, aren't we? You, are in, uh, you guys are in Blackburn, aren't you, in Melbourne? Mate, I could almost walk across the road and see you. We're not too far away. It's ridiculous. Uh, normally, I'm used to doing these things with dudes in the States or the UK, and like someone's up at six o'clock in the morning and it's not fun, but this is awesome. It's like late afternoon on Thursday. It's almost beer o'clock. Yeah, you're not even wearing your pyjamas. I know. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, now, for those that don't know... Um, Ben is from Alliance Software, who are the guys, uh, some of the guys behind Market Samurai. We're going to talk a lot about that and more during this interview. However, Ben is giving away an amazing prize in this uh, episode. He's giving away your choice of either Market Samurai, um, uh, Scarcity Vizzy. Samurai, or Vidzi, <laughs> their, new, their new sales letter uh, product, Vidzi. So stick around for details on how you can win your choice of either Market Samurai, Scarcity Samurai, or Vidzi. I'm not even going to, I can't even pretend that I know what they're worth in terms of dollar amounts, but they are epic and will add huge value to your business. So stick around for details on how you can enter that competition a little bit later on. Hey, Ben, the one thing we didn't talk about is what do you want to learn from our audience uh, in terms of uh, people entering the competition? I'm just going to plant that seed and come sure. back to you a little bit later for an answer. All right, before we start goofing off about all things WordPress and web, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? And this is going to sound really nerdy, but I made heaps of money as a little kid selling plants. And I'd, like, I, I had a huge glass house. In fact, all, all the kids in the neighborhood, you, I had this massive glass house. All the dope dealers, all the marijuana dealers used to come and say, hey, man, you should grow dope for me. I was just going to so, say, were they legal plants or were they yeah, illegal? Yeah, so, so like, I, like I, I, made, I literally made thousands of dollars selling tulips on the side of the road. So I thought I, thought I was going to be this plant king of the world. And then one year we got this wiped out the whole year's crop and I was devastated because I didn't know what the hell I was going to do anymore. So, But when I was a little chopper, selling plants was how I used to make money and that was going to be the thing I was going to take over the world for. Fantastic. I've never had anyone uh, say that on the podcast before. Um, so, so when did you discover the web and think, uh, hang on, there's something in this? 
And, and it would probably be, so I, I did a computer science degree back in the early 90s. And um, it was the web was just you know Mozilla the browser before even Netscape was uh, was out then. And uh, I remember looking at it, and I remember the very first time I looked at it, and, and it actually didn't make sense to me what I was seeing. And I had to click through a couple of web pages. I remember that moment dawning that this content was actually coming to me from America in real time, and thinking, "Wow, this thing is pretty cool." And then I remember the realization that HTML wasn't like this dark complex you know magic in fact html back then was so ridiculously simple um and so yeah it was it was pretty much during university that i thought yeah this thing's pretty cool and um uh, and, and and i suppose commercially um towards the end of university i started doing contract web programming for you know basically because it was better money than mcdonald's um <laughs> and uh and, and so that was when i sort of i suppose established a, a, a realized it was a commercial venture as well not just something to find you know Look and, up jokes and stuff. And at what point did you discover WordPress? Was that was that part of kind of the developing websites for clients, kind of part of your, your professional life? Yeah, and, and I'd have to say no in that um, from our end, we made the mistake. See, see we, come to, we come to this from a very technical background. So we are a, um, you know, we're, the Alliance team is about 20 guys and, and, and more than half of those would be, would be you know, programmers. And so we, we made the mistake of trying to beat WordPress for a number of years and trying to, we had our own CMS that we were sure was going to take over the world and as a lot of web, web development firms do and, and that was obviously a mistake as we all know. Um, and so really I would say that, you know, we've probably only settled on WordPress as, um, I won't say our only, but probably our, our most common um, CMS platform that we deploy probably only in the last three years um, certainly in samurai we've just observed I mean you know it's, it's it literally runs half the world's websites today or whatever the number is and so you know in, in that we, we we saw that's where the market was and and um, and so you know we, we'd started developing plugins for it from that perspective so I would say we're probably a little bit late to the WordPress game if we're being you know, upfront but certainly can see the power was it was it instant did you when you first saw WordPress were you instantly enamored with it or did it, did it kind of, did, did, I mean, did you think that it was going to become a CMS or for you was it just kind of a blogging platform and that's where it belonged? No, I think I always saw it as a CMS. The, um, the thing that I always wrestled with was actually the marriage between a CMS and a technical development framework. And so, and, and still to today, there's plenty of sites that we build. You know, we launched one this week that, that has a lot of, it's almost in two halves, the promotional parts in WordPress and then the technically heavy lifting part is in a, is in a framework for development. And, and so one of the things that I think WordPress is, you know, and again, I come from a technical perspective, has, has improved an awful lot is you can actually develop applications in WordPress. And I know that's no news to your, to your audience, but um, uh, the, the degree to which that's, a crappy experience has diminished radically and, and, and I think so I think WordPress is just I feel like it's come of age I feel like it's it's, it's maturing a lot so you know, kudos to the guys yeah Matt Mullenweg would be very pleased to hear you say that because he keeps talking about it becoming an application development framework that's what he wants he wants applications built on WordPress so uh, I'll be sure to tweet him and let him know that you said that because um, I'm sure he's got nothing else to do with his time um, yeah. how, how do you describe what you do in one sentence when you meet someone for the first time and they say hey Ben what do you do what's your elevator pitch so to speak so if I was talking personally I'd say I'm a technology entrepreneur mm. uh, if we're talking about Alliance software I'd say we build complex custom websites uh, and if I was talking about Samurai I'd say um, we build uh, we build tools and software applications to help small business owners succeed online. So it depends on which, which which hat I'm wearing on the day. When you say complex custom websites, is that a deliberate filtering uh, mechanism to kind of filter out someone going, "Oh, awesome! I need a website, and I've got fifty bucks. I'll give you." Yeah, and and it's true. I mean, if you think about it, one of the things I discovered early on in, in a consulting business, the I think. The key to success is to provide critical services to successful clients. If you can get those two parts right, critical services, successful clients, then by definition, you, you should be in a money-making enterprise. And so we, early, we went through this phase where we, we tried to push really hard into what I call cookie-cutter websites. And so we'd try and push out a whole bunch of you know sub-$2,000, sub-$3,000 websites and we don't touch them anymore. We, we, we've moved away from that. And the reason we, we realized it is, you know, ultimately our business model for a consulting firm is selling time. And, and a lot of people will bag that for a whole bunch of different reasons. But if you're going to be in that business, you might as well sell lots of time. And if you, if you do work with a little bit of complexity in it, by definition, you must sell a reasonable amount of time. 
And I like the distinction you make, um, selling critical services to successful clients. Because <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, that's one of the hardest things when you start out is finding successful clients. Usually clients come to you and they need a website because they think that's going to help them succeed in their business. So, so like, in, I mean, I know we're jumping ahead here, but given that distinction, how do you filter it? Like, how do you find, how do you know that your client, I mean, I've seen your portfolio, which we'll talk about in a minute, but how do you attract successful clients and weed out the ones who aren't successful? Um, and part of it, the thing about, I think a lot of consultants, when you, and I remember it, when you start out, you kind of just do anything for anybody because you're desperate to make any money. But as soon as you start to get some, some critical mass, you have to actually have the ability to say no. Or you have, to, you have to be really comfortable to put a proposal that someone's going to reject. And so I've become very comfortable quoting a price. I mean, I, I, I wonder whether a lot of the people on this podcast would almost shudder if they knew how much we charge for a WordPress website. I mean, to, to, to give you an idea, that you know, we're doing one at the moment and it's probably 100 pages and it's got a reasonable amount of custom design in it. And I think we're selling it cheaply at $25,000. So, you know, we, we, we don't play in the two to $3,000 website space. That's not our, that's not our kit. Um, uh, getting back to how you, how you justify it, um, the, the one of the, I mean, part of it is, is we just made a decision that there were clients that were struggling to afford us and it wasn't our fault or their fault it was just simply a bad match. Yeah. And so we just had a, we had a series of pretty honest conversations and, and I'll have those honest conversations up front. And we also made sure that we, we were offering something at the, at the high end and, and, and I could go into detail on it, but, but essentially it would be fair to say that the thing that we do on the high end is we can solve very hard problems. So we have the capacity, you know, we've got a, a, a range of developers at, at the top end of the spectrum. And so when we use WordPress, it's, it's we're using WordPress as part of a larger solution. We, we never pitch ourselves as a WordPress developer. Mm. We pitch ourselves as a, someone who can develop sophisticated websites. Mm. And the thing I've seen people do in the WordPress space in order to make, to, to, to make money without what we've got, which is deep technical skill, is they, they've gained a, a really strong knowledge of some of the things that WordPress does particularly well that most WordPress people don't use. So... You know, you might, um, I was talking to someone this morning about um, some, some plugins for WordPress that are really world-class learning management platforms. Mm -hmm. And so you might go out and start advertising and start promoting the ability to develop learning management platforms. Now, it happens to be that you know you can install the $300 WordPress plugin and configure some stuff, but they're not coming to you as someone who's a WordPress developer, which people starting out can compete with as a very low cost. They're, they're, their whole pre-framing is that they're coming to you as someone who is who can sell them a learning management platform, and instantly people looking for learning learning management platforms, you know, that that conversation starts at twenty thousand dollars and goes upwards. Mm -hmm. But That's it's still right. WordPress. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So and WordPress just becomes one of the tools in your toolkit that you use to deliver the solutions to to clients. Yeah, exactly right. So um, you know, and, and and we do a little bit of AdWords advertising, not a lot, but but it has been. I will say the return on investment's been good for us. Mm. Um, the little bit of AdWords advertising, we will try and target keywords, and I won't mention what they all are, but, but we've got certain keywords that we kind of know that the people looking for this, that, that they must be, that they most likely will have in the back of their head a reasonable price point. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we, we just, I, I just get far, few, far fewer phone calls today from people who are expecting a $1,000 website. This is a really interesting distinction because I imagine, I mean, one of the things that I've learned over the last sort of six or seven years is that most incoming inquiries into your business are not going to be a good fit for your business. When, when you kind of first start out that, you know, you, you get to a point where you realize most of these incoming inquiries just aren't profitable for us. If we keep going down this path, it's, it yeah. feels kind of hard and counterproductive to say no to incoming inquiries if you know that they've got, you know, a minuscule budget. How do you kind of get the confidence to say, Look, we're just not right for you. How do, how do you turn away? How do you turn the work away when you're first starting out? Yeah, and it's hard when you're starting out because the reality was the first two years of my business, I think I made twenty thousand dollars in the first year and twenty four in the second. And you know, if my wife wasn't a lawyer, I'd be singing for my supper. Um, but uh, well, it's interesting. Maybe I should say the phrases that I say to people when they first ring up, and I get this sense that they might not have the money. I'll say something to them like I'll say this. I'll say, you need to understand in the web development industry, there's four levels. 
The first level is actually outside of Australia, where you can freelance something to somebody in a third world and, and, uh, or, or in a cheaper location, and you're gonna have to manage that really tightly, and people sometimes have great experiences, and sometimes it's really horrible, but you'll get stuff done for hundreds of dollars. Mm. The next level up is someone who's in Australia and needs to buy food in an Australian supermarket. And they might be working from home, but so they don't, they've got low overheads. But they, you'll get, you, you'll, you'll have that. You won't have the same cultural issues, but you're going to need to pay a bit more for a home-based operator. And that that project's going to be measured in thousands of dollars. Mm. And then I say, then there's the next level up, which is us. And the benefit that we give you is that you'll have a dedicated account manager. There'll be multiple developers who know your stuff. If somebody's sick, somebody can still pick it up. If we get too busy, you know, on one project, we've actually got 20 staff. We can shuffle stuff around. And, and, but you'll pay a premium because we've got developers at the high end of the scale and we've got a corporate office and overheads and all that sort of stuff. And our projects are measured in tens of thousands of dollars. Mm. And then the next level up is you can go to IBM. Mm. IBM will build you a WordPress website if you ask them to. Mm. They'll just charge you in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. So mm. there, there is levels for everybody. And I just, you just need to know you're talking to someone in, the, in that $10,000 spectrum. And, and, and that there's a lot of people, and, and, I, and I'll say to people, if you want someone who's a home-based operator, no problems. I know the guys, and I do. I know a couple that do it really well and work from home, and they probably charge you know, a third of what we charge, and, and, and they've got, you know, they can churn out a pretty quick basic WordPress site, and yeah. I'll just, I will literally give away their details, and those people, or may give me a commission or send me a bottle of wine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, so that's one. And then the other thing that I'll use as a filtering mechanism a lot is I'll say to people, you need to understand when you get a website built, you can kind of do it one of two ways. There's the, what I'll call, and the, the crazy thing is at the end of the day, you could look at websites and you may not necessarily know which method's been used. But th let me explain the cheap process. The cheap process is this. We send you to a theme website where you go and pick a WordPress theme and all you get to do is change a color and a logo. We'll install that for you. You have to give us all the content and if you don't give us the content, we're not going to chase you. It's your job to come with the content and we will put that in. We'll get a graphic designer to give a bit of a tart up. And if you pick a nice looking theme and there's some beautiful ones out there, then you, know, you can get a website set up for $5,000 or under. And you know, for us as a firm, that might still be a five dollars to $7,000 job. Yep. Or we can come to you and we can say, we can get deeply involved in who your audience is, we can plan out the structure of the site, we can go through each of the key pages and draw out wireframes, so black and white pictures of how the pages are going to interact and, and, and we can think about how that's going to work for each of the users and look at how they're going to flow through the site and, um, you know, and, and we can do, do that various bit of planning and we'll train you at the end and we'll think about your brand elements and you make sure your brand elements are fully represented through the website and there's a lot of consulting and time that goes into that and that's $20,000 and up. Mm. And, the reality is the people that we deal with, $20,000 is not a problem. Mm. Like, you know, they've, they've got two or three full-time marketing staff. Their marketing budget department is $400,000 for the year. Mm. They do a website once every three years. 20, 30 grand is fine. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of people on your podcast need to maybe get their head around the fact that there are a lot of people out there who will very comfortably pay $20,000 for a website. Absolutely. And and you know what? It's... it's um. I remember the first time I sold a website for over $20,000 and at the time it was, I think it was a business catalyst site we were using, oh, yeah. um, which was uh, oh, promised so much and delivered so many headaches. But anyway, that's another conversation. And we eventually bounced back to WordPress. But I remember the first time I sold a website for over 20 grand and the guy said to me, after we'd signed the deal, it was for $22,500, after we'd signed the deal, <clears throat> about a week later, the guy said, I had a budget of forty. To spend yeah. on the website, and I reckon I've got a good deal. And we were wrapped because I mean, at the and, and I remember thinking at the time, never make a decision on behalf of a client as to how much their budget is or how much value they think you're bringing to the table. Let them make yeah. that decision. Your job is yeah. just to educate them and you know tell your story, but never decide for them what it's worth. Let them make that decision. And, and the other thing that I like to do is I'll, I'll talk to a client and I'll get an, an idea of their needs. And then I'll, and I'll quote that, but then I'll always give them five optional extras. Do you know what I mean? I'll say to them, do you want the landing page template customization? Do you want this? Do you want the, the email marketing integration? Blah, blah, blah. And I'll just list out five or six things. And for the time it takes of literally five minutes to list out other options, because it's all boilerplate stuff that I've got in my quote documents anyway, yep. half the time they'll come back and go, oh, yeah, we didn't, yeah, that, that, that actually sounds pretty good. And, yep. and for, for five minutes worth of work, you've sold in another three grand. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So what, what, and it's, it's no insult to them to give them options, you know. Yeah, that's right. It's awesome. That's great. Um, 
Well, I, we, I could just do this and forget about the script and just wax lyrical about this stuff for days. Um, hey, before we get kind of deeper into this stuff, which we are going to, what do you spend most of your time actually doing day to day? Because I'm looking at your website, and, and your website, by the way, is A, beautiful, and B, the fastest website I've ever come across in my life. What the hell are you doing in the back end? I clicked on... Uh, I, I Googled Alliance Software, clicked on the link, and before I even typed a blink, the homepage was in front of me. I'm like, Jesus, how did that happen? Yeah, and I can't take the credit for that. We've, we've, got, we've got a couple of dedicated front-end developers, and a good front-end developer is worth their, their, their weight in gold. Now, I should make a confession. I stopped actually developing websites myself probably seven years ago now. Yeah. Um, we've got 30 staff, and, and if you ask me what I do, I manage staff, I recruit, and I sell. That's right. what I do. Perfect. Awesome. I love yeah. it. Um, and because on their website, it's, it refers to you. I love this. There's all these cartoon characters of, of you guys on the website. And um, it says here, get started with a free strategic consult, which I want to ask you about in a minute. And then there's a little picture of you with a headset on a microphone. It says, Ben Stickland, yeah. online business strategist. So I figure that you are the, the, the first touch point when a client comes in the door. You're the yeah. first person that you want, to, you want them to interact with you first, yeah? Yeah, and so, um, again, this is just, I suppose, laying bare the elements of our business model, but there's nothing, there's nothing bad in here. Um, essentially, what I do is I will talk with clients and, and get a really good sense of what they want to do. As I said, a big part of that is the lean process that we may get to today. And, mm-hmm. and, and the, um, in doing that, I'll, often, I'll typically do the quoting and the sales process. And, and I will, for all of our clients, I will always be a sounding board. So that, if they want to bounce ideas around, I'm always happy to, 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 to make some time to do that. Um, we've then got four dedicated account managers and our account managers will run our projects. And so a lot of web development shops will have, you know, one salesperson for every two developers. We've got one salesperson for 20 developers. But the reason being is I always look for projects that form an ongoing part of a, of a client's business. And, and because if you... If you form an ongoing part of a client's business, all you've got to do is give good service. I say it to our people, we don't have to be, we, we think we want to do all this special stuff, but I said, all we've got to do is not screw up. I said, the, the, our industry is full of people who screw up all the time. And if you just simply don't screw up, and when they ring up, you give them good service, you give them what they want, and I'll have brainstorming sessions with clients, but half of, most of our quote unquote sales is an account manager just being nice to a client, they answer the phone and say, yep, we can do that and that'll take, you know, we'll have it for you in three weeks and it's going to cost two grand, you know. Yep. Um, and that's <laughs> that's our business model. Yeah, awesome. Why do you think it is that, because I agree with you and we've spoken about this up at, I think we spoke about this at Dale's conference up in Sydney. Why do you think this industry has such a bad rap? Why do so many people screw up in the, in the, in the web dev space? Do you think it's because people bite off more than they can chew? Yeah, and, and, and I do think there is that. There's, there's certainly the biting off more than you can chew. I mean, one of the problems that we've got is, and it's interesting, it's, it's, a, it's a squeeze that we're feeling right now. If I, if I was being really honest, I think right now we're probably disappointing a couple of key clients much more than I would ever like to. And it's, it's because we also have the notion of um, capacity constraints. So if you think about it, right now, we've, take, we've, you know, we've, we've won a lot of good work and then you've got the problem that you win work and then you get regular clients who ring up and say they want stuff done. And we're, we're probably better able to handle that than most because we've got 20 staff and we can shuffle things around. But that problem gets really, really magnified when you're a one-man band mm. and you're, you take a big job because, great, you've got a whole bunch of work. And then you know, you, you're working 60 hours a week and then all of a sudden two or three clients ring up with other stuff and, and you're just physically constrained to actually serve them. And so... I mean, we, we solve that just by having, you know, when you get to our size, you can actually have a bit of slack and you can have some quiet resources and things. But that, that, that's, I think that's another part of it. So people promise stuff they can't deliver. Mm. Um, and the, you know, I think there's lots of reasons for it. But promising what you can't deliver is probably a big mm. one. And, and then actually, with all good intentions, just getting busy. Mm. What's the one thing that keeps you awake at night about the business? See, it's interesting. In the early days, the thing that always kept me awake was when I hired a new staff member because <laughs> you put on somebody and you go, right, there's seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 a year I've got to find. How the hell? Because that would, that would always be the yeah. pressure in my world. I sleep pretty well, t- truth be told. Um, and I'll tell, you the thing that, I'll tell you the thing that has helped me sleep well, though, is we've got really a lot better at the way we handle our bookkeeping. 
And we have, and it sounds like such a trite little thing to do, but we've got a one-page document that I get my accounts people to prepare for me every fortnight, and it tells me my profit for the fortnight so I'm not deluding myself, uh -huh. and then it tells me a bunch of key factors in terms of working capital, cash in the bank, stuff like that, and we've just decided that we're going to keep a reasonable working capital buffer, and what it means is that we can have a bad month or two and nobody's getting the sack, nobody's under pressure, you know, we... we we will always keep at least a full month worth of working capital, which is the full cost of running your business. So if the business runs at you know two thirds capacity, you know we can ride that out for three months before it really starts to become a problem. So mm. sounds funny, but a little bit of good accounting and, and just a report that we can understand. Yeah, 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 I like it. I've just made a note of that, and I might pinch it myself. Um, <laughs> what do you do when you're not working? How do you how do you? I mean, I'm making an assumption that you actually have some downtime, but what do you like? Yeah, how, do you, yeah, yeah. how do you stay and, balanced? And, and look, it's interesting because. One of the things I've learned, if you're an introvert, you really enjoy time on your own. And if you're an extrovert, you actually get energized by time with other people. And so I've got, I've got two kids. And so anyone with young kids will know that's, that's a, there's a fair whack of time there. But um, it, it would be fair to say that outside of that, my favorite thing at the moment is just literally just hanging out with friends. And so I'm a pretty social guy and I've got a bunch of friends that you know, all in a similar stage of life. So my ideal is what we did on the weekend. We just had friends over for the morning and they were supposed to leave by 11 and well into the afternoon, we decided we should probably do something else. So. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, if you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing at Alliance Software right now, what would it be? Uh, it would be, we have, a, we have a few different tools that we use in various ways to manage projects and do our billing processes. And, and integrating those you know, there's a tool called Jira that Atlassian put out that comes a little bit close to what we want to do. If I could integrate all of those elegantly to suit our needs, that is worth a lot of money to me. Yeah. And this is this is an ongoing thing, isn't it? Like, mm. it, it seems to me that every day I come across a new tool which is designed to help make developers and entrepreneurs' lives easier, whether it's a marketing tool or whether it's, you know, Slack for communication or whether it's, yeah. you know, some new plugin for Infusionsoft or whatever it is. And I just keep waiting for like the one tool to pop up which solves all of the problems. Because I feel, I mean, I have this conversation with Brian, my business partner, all the time. We feel like there's so many bits and pieces gaffer taped together and held together with coat hangers that, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and the, problem, the problem is, is that the, a lot of the tools are built around a particular business model. So a lot of the tools, for example, handle very well large projects. Or a lot of the tools handle fixed price projects really well. Um, and a lot of, and there are other tools like help desk software that handle ongoing ad hoc requests. But if you think about it, you know, businesses like ours will have little fixed price jobs, will have big fixed price jobs, will have ongoing hourly rate contracts, and they all just come in the mesh. And you've got to, you've got to allocate resources and juggle between all of them. And it's the juggling between all of those while still trying to apply good agile processes so people can get clear workflows and stuff. And, and you know, that that's the there, it, it, the, the landscape is getting better. But it's it's still a not it's not a solved problem in my mm. opinion. Do you um uh, talking about account managers? Do you guys have project managers as well, or do your account managers kind of double as a project manager? Yeah, that that word is interchangeable in our world. Right. Okay. Good. Nice short answer. Um, now let's talk a little bit more about um the the Ben Stickland of today and what you're doing with the different hats that you wear. So I first came across you through I was a Market Samurai customer. Ed yep. Dale actually the 30 day challenge is how I first <laughs> discovered Market Samurai. I interviewed Ed last week on the podcast and he's going live next week and it's a really uh, um, fascinating interview. So anyway, thanks And it's to always fascinating, by the way. If you haven't heard Ed's one, he's just a crazy guy. Like, I, he's got a lot of energy. I really like him. So, so do I. I got, I, I, Ed, Ed mentored me last year for six months and I've just, I've got so much time for Ed. He's just a, he's a fascinating dude. Um, yeah. So, and then I saw you speak at uh, Dale Beaumont's Business Blueprint conference. We were both up there um, speaking at one of those conferences. How do you kind of know between Alliance software, between um, you know the Samurai stuff, how do you kind of know what you're supposed to be doing in any given moment? How do you triage what the what the priorities are? Yeah, and, and so um, th that was that was a, an issue that I really wrestled with for a period of time. And the what it's come down to is this: Alliance software is the stable business that makes a solid ten to fifteen percent profit. You know, good good reasonable turnover. And it is the thing that gives us opportunities to do other stuff. And so we've spun off Samurai and we've got another business um, as well. And so the, the thing that's really um, – I, I maintain a strong interest in Samurai purely because it's fun. But the, the reality of it is that that no longer needs my day-to-day handholding. And, 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 in fact, 
I think it would go backwards if it did. I think the guy who's running that is a guy by the name of Eugene, who's the CEO of that, um, has is really quite a brilliant operator. And so my kind of view on on, on startups and business ventures is it, I back the man as much as I back the idea. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of day-to-day, I have a responsibility inside the Alliance software business, which is basically sales. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are, there are at the moment when we're full of work, my life's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, when everybody else's life's easy because there's not much pressure, my life gets, gets harder. And so day-to-day, that's, you know, the, the, the choice isn't that hard to make. So it's either, um, you know, I, I do have some roles inside the, the, the samurai business around financial management, but, you know, they're pretty systemized and I can do those pretty quickly. I met Eugene at uh, WordCamp Melbourne uh, oh, yeah? la- in 2013, I think. And, uh, yeah, he's, a, he's an interesting dude as well. Actually, I should get Eugene on this podcast because he's yeah, really... Yeah, you should. Really... He, 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 and it's, it's an interesting thing to say that I reckon I come to work every day and I actually couldn't name another person that I have more respect for their intellectual capacity. I mean, he's a good manager and other things as well, but he's genuinely actually, I, I, I haven't met a smarter person. Like, mm. he's just off the charts. And he started out as like a web dev for Ed, didn't he? Like, years ago, he was doing... Yes, yeah, so, so, so he and Ed um, have done a range of various bits and pieces in the past. And the other guy who's what that sort of drives our marketing here also used to work for Ed. Right. Um, and, and Huge and Anthony Fernando became good mates that way. And so he did that through university and then, um, you know, came out of university and worked for Ed and, and, and has sort of played a range of ideas in, in businesses. And the funny thing was, I mean, he was the general manager in Alliance for a few years and I think was really, um, you know, I've got to give him a lot of credit for the growth in that business as well. Um, and then had the idea for Market Samurai and, and I at the time, and Market Samurai has been incredible. You know, we've got you know, 500,000 people have used the software and, and, and you know, 80,000 odd paid customers. And, and, and so, I thought the idea was a dud. I thought it was hopeless. Um, but what I did do is I believed in Eugene, and, I, and he said he said he wanted to do it. And so we basically threw all the resources we could at it, and uh, you know held on and said, "Dear God, I hope this works." Because if it doesn't, I could have paid my house off. Um, so. And that's not far from the truth. Because yeah. I think someone I, I can't remember who it was, but someone published some figures once. And you guys sunk a lot of money into Market Samurai before you actually started selling it, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, and, and, and we've, not that that was a mistake, but that well, it's, it's not a mistake if it works out well, and that one worked out well. But, you know, I've also been a part of projects where either I or a client has sunk, you know, six figures plus into projects that have gone badly. Um, and and <clears throat> that, those processes and kind of the heartache of all of that has been really where we've come to in, in, in I suppose, this whole lean methodology and, and getting our head around the lean processes, because, I just think there's an awful lot of heartache that you could actually avoid. Yeah, we're going to come back to lean in a minute. I know this interview is like we could this could we, we could, this could go on for hours, but I'm going to come back to lean in a minute. But I just want to touch on Anthony Fernando because so Anthony was the guy that made the videos for Market Samurai. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I spent so, I spent hours watching Market Samurai videos <laughs> with Anthony and actually learned a lot about basic SEO just watching his videos. And, and the thing, I mean, Anthony, the thing to his credit, I mean, he's. He has a doctorate. He's a smart guy, and he's got a doctorate in education. Um, I mean, he's a fascinating. He he is the most disciplined person I've ever met. Right. He literally. It's funny because you'll try and give him jobs, and and it's this funny sentiment where there's a lot of jobs he won't take on, but we know if we have if he accepts a job. I am guaranteed it will always complete. He's this incredible completer. I've never seen him not complete a project successfully. So right. it's like, like he did, one of the things that he does is he just says he is the best person at saying no to stuff nicely right. and the stuff that he says yes to, it, it's golden. But, you know, he's a smart guy and, and, and you know, we, we saw a, a, a 10 units per day bump in our sales when he released his training courses. Wow. And that, that's, a, that's a real sort of testimony in the power of, of, of you know, of good video training mm. content. So for, the, for those that don't know and have been living under a rock for the last, I don't know, 10 years or whatever, Market Samurai is a, essentially a keyword research tool that allows yeah. you to find keywords that are worth optimizing your website yeah. for. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so it's, it, yeah, it's, it, it's about finding the best opportunities in your market that, that you can then chase. Um, how do you keep up with the, ch- the changes with the Google, you know, with, with Google shutting down the... the um, uh, you know the keyword tool, and like, how do you how do you how do you stay abreast of all that stuff? It must be a pain in the ass. And, and you, you've nailed it. Um, and and it's actually you know part of the. Uh, I think part of our success has simply been staying alive. Um, and, and you know the 
uh, whilst I think there are some good things that are not that far away from coming out, um, you know, a fair criticism would be of the product that there's elements that haven't evolved for a period of time. But what we've discovered is um, if you actually want to get real data from Google, you have to be on top of the updates that come through. And the last time I did it, we were actually releasing an update to simply stay in existence mm. three times a week. Mm. And so, you know, imagine a product that you've got to you've got to update and tweak because all the various data sources and things that you sit on top of change on a, on a regular basis. As a, it's one of the it's one of the lessons we've learned that as a data aggregator, if you're sitting on top of shifting sands, yeah, um, you know, you're going to have to put a lot of work into keeping that thing alive. And so, so you know, we, we, it's a combination of I suppose just understanding the market, but also just a hell of a lot of alerts and things that help us just stay on top of it. There are lessons here for everyone, I think, because I mean, I remember when I was using Market Samurai, it was an Adobe Air product, and every time I'd go to open it, I'd have to download an update before I could use it again. I yeah. was like, wow, man, these guys must be working so freaking hard to stay on yeah, top of this stuff. And, 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 and it's crazy. And, and, and I mean, the reality is, it's a flawed business model. You know, if we're, if we're just talking really openly and honestly, what we've got is a business model where um, people get lifetime updates on a product that, that needs regular updating and they pay one-time fee. Mm. And so you know, they, they, if, if you look at our, um, by comparison, the Vidzi product, mm. which is a monthly subscription program, mm. you know, there's, there's just an, it's just a far better model. Mm. And, and, and the only thing that saved us from being a flawed business that went under was the fact that we just sold a hell of a lot of it. Mm. Um, let, let's let's actually while we're here, let's talk about uh, some of the other um, uh, noble samurai products. S let's talk about scarcity samurai because that's when I saw you talk up at Business Blueprint, and this was your first foray into uh, a WordPress plugin, right? Yeah, and so scarcity samurai is at its most. You know, if someone who didn't really understand the product was giving it a description, they'd call it a countdown timer. So the ability to um, uh, to you know to, to to make something scarce and, and put a timer on it, and you know we've seen. Some pretty radical examples of what happens when you when you use that as a technique simply to, um, you know, we're talking conversion increases well you know, well north of 100% um, simply by putting something under the clock. But the other thing that you can do is it can actually create um, with with one WordPress plugin you can actually create full sales funnels. So you could you could have you know video one, video two, video three all expiring and going into a fourth video based on the sign up date of a person into a list. So you can so it knows about you know, the five or six top major email marketing platforms and you can integrate those and then have you, you can actually ever you can run evergreen promotional sequences through it so a person comes in at one point in your sequence and they actually get time limited offers through the entire process it's not just for one page for a launch that ends you know this year at christmas mm. it's actually can it, it can all be done in in context of when the person joined your list so it, it's really about um, making offers timely and scarce you know, in your marketing. It's funny, you know, I, uh, this is, I have this conversation a lot and it's something that I had to work through. When we, when, when some people come across marketing tactics like this, right? Yeah. And yeah. they, it, it fits, for some people, for a lot of people, it feels a little bit kind of um, aggressive or a little bit icky, right? Now, yeah. I, I kind of had that a little bit when I first started out in this space, but I've used just about every marketing tactic under the sun and I've, I know the ones that work and I have no problem now because I've actually, I, I've evolved to the point where I realize that if you've got a good product, you're yep. doing your customers a disservice by not encouraging them as much as you possibly can to buy it if you know that your product is actually going to add benefits to them and give them value. So yep. I guess my question to you is, how do you, how do you deal with criticism from people who, who say, oh, you know, these, the, the countdown timers or the expiring offers or all that kind of stuff, that's all kind of sneaky marketing stuff. What's your, what's your feeling on that? Oh, and I think... Um Whatever your persuasion technique, and, and scarcity is one technique, you know, um, authority reference, social reference. Testimonials. You know, there, yeah. there, there's heaps of other techniques that you can use. Um, they're, neither, they're neither good nor bad. They're simply a technique in your, in your toolkit. The, and so from a, from a criticism perspective, it, it literally doesn't wash with me. It's like, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm the marketer. I, the, the big concern for me is is actually is the product that I'm putting into the market crap. Yeah. And 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 so um, you know the, the quality of your product and the quality of your off of its value to other people, it, all the marketing in the world won't actually help you mm. if your underlying value proposition is rubbish. Mm. Once you deal with the underlying value proposition, as long as from my perspective you're you're being truthful in your presentations and then, then I, I don't have a problem with it. And, and what I can certainly say is, you know, you talk to 
I won't mention their names, but people that we probably both know um, who who make their living off promoting products off large lists. And you know, if you can have an honest conversation, most of them will say to you, you could take away all my tactics of marketing and leave me with the capacity to make a time-limited offer, and I'll take that versus everything else. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I mean, <clears throat> we... we um about four or five years ago, we had our first four-day sale over Christmas for yep. our video user manuals plugin, and uh, it did extremely well for us. And we run that four-day sale pretty much every Christmas now, and I think we might run one other throughout the year as well. Yep. And it's a remarkable bump in income and conversions. It gets more people into our ecosystem. And the thing that really, the thing that I really like about it is that we get a whole bunch of positive feedback from people who are like, oh, wow, this is awesome. I kind of knew your plugin was good, but now that I got it at this great deal, I, yeah. you know, it's amazing now I'm seeing. And this has been happening offline for years. Car yards do it. Harvey Norman does it, you know. And, 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 the the four-day sale has been around since the Roman Empire. And the thing that we – the way that I look at it is this. We have an un – like a complete money-back guarantee. And by that I mean, you know, we might – on our things it might say it's a 90-day or 180-day – We've had people ring us up, send an email, and I think it's a bit rude to say, and you look back at their logs and they've been using this thing for three years. They've been using the software for ages and they asked for a refund after three or four years because they noticed a bug after three or four years that we hadn't fixed in the last 12 hours. <laughs> and, they'll ask, and, and, and they asked for a refund and our policy is we will give it to everybody. That's right. we, we, I don't want the bad blood yeah. of somebody who asked for a refund and ever didn't get it. So they'll always get a refund. So from my perspective, it's kind of like... Yeah. I, I, I know that what I'm selling has no risk from a, if it doesn't do your business good, then just ask your money back. Again. It's funny, I learned this about unsubscribers from your mailing list too. I learned this years ago. Like I used to get, take it really personally when I sent an email and people unsubscribed. I'd be like, oh, what have I done wrong, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think it might have even been Ed taught me, you know, if someone doesn't want to, it's like being in a relationship with someone who doesn't want to be in a relationship with you. Just yeah. bid them farewell, man. Wish them all the best. Bid them farewell. Absolutely. And then you've got nothing to lose, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm... Yeah, it, 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 the criticism, quite frankly, doesn't. Yeah. I, I just doesn't just doesn't have an effect. Hey, let's talk about Vidzi because Vidzi is uh, very interesting. Uh, so you know, there's two things I want to talk about Vidzi. First of all, tell us what Vidzi does, and then yep. and then we're gonna I want to get into how you developed Vidzi and how you took it to market. Okay, so um, for those of you, I mean, a, a really common problem for a lot of people is that they will spend an awful lot of time building a product, and they'll think that if once they've got this great product that that you know, their home. And you and I know better that if you can't market a product, the rest of it's irrelevant. And what we've discovered, in, and certainly from a web development perspective, is that writing quality sales copy is actually a really hard thing to do. And so the, the, the promise, and, and I've worked with a number of, at least in Australia, and, and I mean, you know, Eugene's worked with Gary Halbert, so he's probably the king of the sales letter, you know, that you could copywriters you could think of. But we've worked with a number of really high caliber sales uh, copywriters. And you know, a decent copywriter is going to command at least five grand for um, to, to write the copy for you. And yep. so, the, the promise of Vidzi is that if you can give us an afternoon, and we're talking two, maybe max three hours, with someone who knows your product intimately, and that's what they've got to do. That's the criteria. That at the end of that process, you will have a script for a sales video. You can just use it for a written sales script as well. That will that is at least on par with a professional sales copywriter. And we've actually proven this a number of times where we've, we've gone through and we've got three guys on staff now who are professional copywriters. That's all they've done for a minimum five years. Um, and we, we've actually, because when we sell our own products, what we care about the most is actually selling our own products in terms of, you know, we're, we're trying to sell well, but we always split test our stuff. And so we've split test a Vidzi sales letter versus absolutely hand on heart the very best we could do because we wanted to, you know, we wanted to generate the revenue. We weren't going to ever tell this story if it didn't work out. But we, we put we put our best copywriters who know what the hell they're doing versus versus what they've done in Vidzi and the Vidzi sales letters actually outperformed the human copywriter. Wow. So in, in terms of what it does, it's going to essentially take you through a process that's going to give that's going to ask you a bunch of really prompting questions. It's going to give you a whole bunch of examples and it gives you a tool that you can work with and as I said, you know, a lot of the people who do it, an you know, hour and a half is all they need to go through this process. And at the end of it, you'll have a sales script for a video. And, um, and you know, this is, we'll talk about lean in a moment, but that's, this is the beginning of where the product is. And all I would say is I won't give away the exact next thing that's coming out, but watch this space because there's a couple of really interesting developments beyond simply the creation of the sales script and into in, in some other stuff. What's the, what's the price point of Vidzi at the moment? So it goes out at 50 bucks a month. 
Right, okay. Um, now, tell us, um, tell us how you took this to market as, and how that was different to how you took Market Samurai to market. Yeah, so Market Samurai existed because of the kindness of Ed Dale. And so, and uh, um, I should say Rob Somerville as well, who, who's Guru Bob, right hand yep. mob. Yeah, yeah, Guru Bob. And, and so um, that that went to market through the through the uh, thirty day challenge, and then you know became essentially promoted through affiliate programs. Um, so Vidzi, Vidzi started life as a product called Email Samurai, and Email Samurai was a WordPress plugin mm-hmm. that we had. We, we were sick of paying big fees at the time of about eight grand a month to Aweber. And um, you pay Whoa. eight grand a month when you've got big lists. Wow! And um, and 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 we were actually we would have we would have kept paying the fees. It was actually we, there was some there were some challenges elsewhere as well. So um, the anyway, we, we decided that we needed some independence from that, and we, we thought we're going to build a, a WordPress plugin that's going to manage our email marketing. And, and again, um, Eugene, who's quite the genius, had some really creative ideas around how we could solve a bunch of internet marketing problems that can't readily be solved by third-party platforms, but when you when you integrate the platform and the website together, you can actually get some solutions that work you know, incredibly well. And so um, we, we went about building this as our, as our first prototype, and um, we we built that. And, and, and today, if, if someone receives an email, they're actually getting it out of Email Samurai. So the, the product exists, but it, it's not polished to the point where you could sell it to consumers. And so... Um, but we went out and started doing test marketing and we went and did a whole series of interviews and what we thought, hand on heart, and we're talking a six-figure investments come, about, come out of our wallet to build this thing, hand on heart was going to be the best, change the world, awesome um, product. We got, we got crickets, you know what I mean? We got people looking at it, shrugging their shoulders, yeah, yeah, and, and, and the problems that it solved what they basically came back and said, yeah, we can see why it solves some interesting problems, but that's what our web developers for. That's what their job is to do. And, and we realized that we'd solved a problem in that, that people only had when they had a list of half a million people. Mm. Um, and, and so we'd kind of built this amazing product, which, yes, it saved us eight grand a month, so it probably pays itself back in, you know, not too long. But um, we, we, we'd solved a problem that, that people didn't, that didn't need to be solved, and, and I'm sure we're not the first people who've ever done that. Um, <laughs> And, and, and so, you know, with, with quite a degree of heartbreak, the, the interesting thing that came out of it was they said, because part of the product was that it's all good and well to give you an email platform, but most people can't write an email marketing sequence to save themselves. Mm. And, and so people have got these great platforms and can't do anything. And, and part of it was that it would actually, we came up with what we thought was a really clever way to empower people who didn't have a strong marketing background to write really compelling marketing material. Hmm. And the thing, everyone resonated and said, that's the thing that works. And so... We, we, we put the developers on ice and we said the way to build software is not to actually get developers to do anything. What we're going to do is follow which, what's now the lean methodology. And so um, we, we found, a, a, we read a bunch of materials. We found one book in particular that gave a really good process that we could follow. Um, we went and did a series of customer interviews and each customer interview would get feedback, some of it very harsh, and, and, and we'd evolve the product. But all we were doing was putting up screens or pictures that you could click between and there was nothing real there. It was all smoke and mirrors. Yep. Um, but by the end of our 20, uh, the 22 interviews that came before Vidzi, um, we uh, we'd got to the point where uh, eight of the last 10 were willing in the interview to give us money to buy a product that didn't yet exist. And we would ask for money. Like that, was the, that was the final question. Okay, would you like to place an order? Um, and, 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 and so that, you know, that's, that's, that's what came about. And we've rolled that out. And that's now you know, a $40,000 a month revenue stream for the business. Wow. And so, um, you know, so, so that, that's, that's been really strong from a, from a performance perspective. But it's also probably just given us a real conviction around the lean thing. Because mm. um, you know, we've, you know, it, since doing that, we've probably done another 30 customer interviews. And we're now in the process of um, the, the next update to Vidzi. And one of the reasons people might want to go into Vidzi right now is because the next update that's going to come out won't be at 50 bucks a month. It'll be at 100 bucks a month, but all the current subscribers can stay grandfathered in. And in terms of where we're going, again, we've got to the point where, you know, we've been doing these interviews and the overwhelming majority of people we're interviewing who are not current customers are willing to hand over money for products that don't exist. Mm. And it's taken us a lot of interviews and iteration of the product and getting bad news we didn't want to get to get to that point. Wow, fascinating! Uh, was that book "Running Lean" by Ash Moriah by any chance? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I know, yes. I know. Well, we we read um, uh, "Running Lean." I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. We read "Running Lean," and then we actually got online and had some um, consulting with Ash, some coaching with Ash, and that's actually how WP Elevation was launched. We okay. took a very similar approach. We I, I basically sold 84 tickets to a webinar that didn't exist. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, once once we'd sold ten tickets, I rang my business partner and said, "Well, I've got to go and build a keynote presentation now and put a webinar together." And, uh, <laughs> and he said, "What's going to be in it?" And I said, "I'm not sure yet, but I'll figure it out." <laughs> and uh, and then after that webinar, we asked, got people on Skype and said, "Hey, you want to do it again? What does it look like?" And they all said, "Yeah, build a membership website, build a community program for us, and and we'll sign up right now." And uh, yeah, three weeks later, we launched it, and here we are. Yeah, and, 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 and I'll say there's a lot of books. I mean, if you look at, say, The Lean Startup by Eric Reese, that book was really good for me in terms of understanding the concepts. The thing that I'll say that Running Lean does, and for what it's worth, we have given the same Running Lean advice to a whole bunch of clients, and gee, it makes you look good. Yep. Um, so, you know, in terms of something you can read and use in a consulting business straight away, it's, it, it, it's very it's very tic-tac. You know, it's very you do this, then do this, then do this, and this is what the script looks like, and, you know, yeah, it's great. I love it. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. Um, just before we get into the elevation round, I want to I want to talk to you about speaking. I've seen you speak in front of you know 300 people up at Business Blueprint, and you're really good, and you're really engaging, and you've got a good natural energy, and your presentation was great. How did like did you ever have to sort of? I mean, obviously you've you know you're pretty outgoing and pretty confident, but did you have to kind of? A lot of people have a lot of people freak out about the idea of even being on a webinar and running, you know, talking to a group of virtual people. Any advice for people who have got that self-doubt about putting themselves out there in front of a group of people? Because I, I know the power of it. I know how good it is in terms of generating leads. How do you get yeah. out of your own way enough to do it? Yeah, and, and I was probably lucky. I grew up in church youth groups where I used to I used to organise and coordinate and have to wrangle a group of 50 kids to get on a bus or do something else. And, you know, teenagers can be a challenge. And, and, and I mean, I actually had a whole lot of fun doing that. That's what some of my best memories. But um, the... So I probably learned a lot of those skills early. Um, the only other thing that I would say is in, in preparation, if I'm going to speak to an event, I will jot down the points and I'll use like an outline and, and, and just get an idea of what I'm going to say. And as dumb as this sounds, I'll stand in a room and I'll say the presentation out loud at the volume I'm planning to speak once or twice through. Yeah. And, and, and simply the act of doing that and I'll – it's a bit of a visualization trick, but I'll just imagine I'm in front of a large room, and, and, and it's kind of like by the time you get on the stage, it's your third time through. Yep. Um, and, and and so a lot of people read and know their notes really well, but they almost get caught up when they hear it come out, when they verbally hear it come out. Yeah. And so I'd encourage people, you know, if you need to lock all the doors so people don't think you're crazy, do it. And my wife would laugh at me because she does think it's a bit crazy when I'm doing something that I, you know. And and look, it's, once you've done the same thing lots of times, you don't need to do that. But if it's new content. I'll say it out loud. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, they, elite athletes do this a lot. They visualize the 100-meter sprint and they visualize themselves winning and then standing on the podium and getting the gold medal. They go through that visualization process before they actually get on the track. So yeah, and I remember I, I, I made a speech to our graduating year at university and, and there would have been, I don't know, maybe it, it was multi, it would have been, I, I'm going to guess 5,000 people in the room. And I remember before, like literally all I had to say was, yeah, it was, it was I got an award, it was a couple of lines and I was very comfortable. I'd, I'd spoken in front of rooms of 200 dozens of times. It was no stress at all. And I remember walking out there and it took my breath away for a moment because I looked back and I couldn't, the people at the back, the room was big enough, I couldn't make out their faces. It was like, wow, it goes back so far. And, and, and it was the only moment that, it, that I've been on stage where I've actually gone, wow. And, and, and I think it was because I just hadn't, I hadn't imagined what that room looked like. And you know, mm. if, if, if I was doing it again, the thing I'd try and do, it sounds funny, before anyone was in the room, I'd try and run on the stage. Mm. Just literally to see the stage, see the room, get an idea for it, and then it's comfortable and you can just be yourself. Yep, great advice. All right, let's do the Elevation round very quickly. Uh, for those that don't know, WP Elevation is a business accelerator program to help you build a successful WordPress consulting business. So I'm going to ask Ben a series of quick questions, and hopefully you'll give us some quick mind-blowing answers off the top <laughs> of your head. <laughs> no pressure. What's the number one thing any freelancer or consultant needs to know? Uh, charge what you're worth. Don't be afraid to get a rejection. Yeah, love it. Uh, what's the best thing you've ever done to find new customers? Do good work. <laughs> uh, um, these really are off the top of your head. It's great. Um, what is? Uh, how do you stop competing on price? Um, you lots of different ways. You can you can win an initial job and then you become the incumbent and price is no longer an issue. Or you can have a claim that you've got that other people can't match. Ooh, I like that. Um, oh yeah, this is really good. I, I learned inventing a category years ago from a guy named Dan Kennedy. 
It's yeah, like yeah, the, best, the best yeah. way to become number one at something is just make up the thing that you're number one at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so the thing that I'll do, and it's a hard thing for people to match, is I'll say, look, you'll talk to lots of web developers. Probably the difference is, is that you're trying to start an online business, and we actually run two online businesses, and they have multi-million dollar turnover. Yep. And so we can probably give you some insights to the process. No promises, but you're talking to someone who's done it before. You know, this is one, uh, just off topic, this is one thing I love about having a WordPress product and teaching other WordPress consultants about running their business because it's yeah. really hard to negotiate with that dude on price because we make yeah, products exactly. and provide a service that help hundreds of other WordPress consultants in their daily business. And, and But let's say you've got this problem and you're just starting out. You can't make those same sort of claims, but what you can do is you can pick a niche and at least in the niche you can say hey look I specialize in WordPress for, or, or I specialize in websites for this particular problem and yeah look you can talk to any other guys but they don't even know what half the plugins are you know mm. and, and and one of the things that's great if you're competing as well is to give to come up with questions that other people are going to find hard to answer so you know hey look you know so what are the top three plugins for producing learning management systems in WordPress because I'm the I'm the guy who does learning management systems and and, and the other guys who are generalist in WordPress they got no idea what the what the hell the first one is. That's you know? right. What is the first one? Just to, in, in your opinion? Oh, I, I don't know. I found them out this morning. I'm about to. I've got a list written down from my friend who's done all the work. I have got no idea. Check out Learn Dash. We use Learn Dash quite. Hey, a bit that here. was one of them. Yeah, there was yeah. that, and there was one other one. Yeah, yeah. Check cool. out Justin from Learn Dash. They're really good guys. I, I met them at WordCamp Chicago last year, and we use Learn Dash a bit, uh, quite a bit here. Um, any tips on writing better proposals? Um, what I would say is actually. Write one like so. We have a proposal that I've I've had a couple of key people look at and go through, and it's got some really nice graphics in it, and it's got a few other bits and pieces. And so, just having a really good template, and that probably took us a couple of days to get together, that you can then rip stuff out of, is the key. So don't you know get get a graphic designer to polish up your proposals because it, it, it's it's how you win hundred thousand dollar jobs. If your proposal looks like it's just you just made it up in a standard word template, you're going to struggle. Yeah, right. That's really good advice. Um... Favorite tool or system for CRM? Yeah, I might skip on that one because I've got three or four that I'm looking at. I'm not happy with any of them. So we've got our own internal one. I'm not that happy with that either. So right, okay. Um, <laughs> what's the best way to keep a project and a client on track? Uh, have a have a meeting with them at a regular cadence and give them a financial incentive to produce the content early. Ooh, what does that look like? Oh, uh, so your project's worth twenty three thousand dollars. And if we'll agree in the first, we'll agree on a six-week content production schedule, and you'll get a three thousand dollars discount if you give me all the final content by the end of week six, and we'll agree on some milestones in the middle. And I'll send you an email every week to tell you what content you haven't produced, so you're not going to get ticked off with me at the end of six weeks if you haven't done your content. But that's how I get content out of you in six weeks instead of six months. And when a project drags for six months, if that's the only difference between a six-week and a six-month project, your project will take twenty percent longer because of the time drag because you had to get your head back into what the hell you were doing. Mm -hmm. And if you can force the client to be quick you'll actually get your projects done quicker that was worth the price of admission alone and for a free podcast that's not too bad um any ideas for getting referrals from existing clients uh tell them you're a young bloke having a crack at business and ask for referrals that has worked for me for ages i'm approaching 40 and not looking quite as young anymore don't know if it still works but I, I, I'm never too proud to say, look, I'm just having a go at this business thing. And most other business owners remember the fear and the, what that was like. And they, they'll take a bit of pity on you. And pity is not the right word, but they'll actually admire people having a go and they'll give you referrals. Empathy, I think, was the word you were looking for. Yeah, empathy is <laughs> the right word. Not Final question, the elevation round. What's the number one thing you can do to differentiate yourself? Uh, have a specialty. So, yes. so differentiation is having a specialty. That is gold. Hey, man, this has been um, awesome. Where can people reach out and thank you for this, Ben? Uh, probably just catch us at, Alli if, 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 at alliancesoftware.com.au is probably the easiest way uh -huh. um, and, or, or any of the social media properties for Noble Samurai, so at Noble Samurai. Beautiful. Sort of I'll stick that all in the show notes. Now, this might be a trick question because I don't know if you are aware that I'm going to ask you this, but finally, who would you like me to try and interview on the podcast and why? Hmm. Um, I would, I mean, I think you'd find you'd get a hell, if you could, if you could, get the time out of him, I think you get a lot of value out of Eugene. I, I, after five years, I still find he teaches me an amazing round of stuff because he reads an incredible amount of books. Um, I mean, other than that, I just like successful entrepreneurs. So, you know, the guys who started Atlassian, I think they're some of the smartest business guys that you'll ever meet. Um, yeah, anyone in the startup space works really well for me. Cool. All right. Well, Eugene and whoever is at Atlassian, I'm going to look you up and I'm coming to get you courtesy of Ben from Alliance Software. Hey, dude, thank you so much for spending almost an hour with us on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I wish you all the best for Alliance Software and everything you're doing at Noble Samurai. Absolute pleasure. We'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. Cheers. Cheers.
Hey, well, I hope you enjoyed meeting Ben Stickland as much as I enjoyed uh, interviewing him. That was epic. I had an absolute ball, and I can't wait to get Ben back in the new year for that webinar. Of course, this episode was brought to you by VideoUserManuals.com, the amazing plugin that allows us to bring you this podcast for free believe it or not. Uh, it also puts all of these um, beautiful training videos in your client's WordPress dashboard to basically automate the process of teaching your clients how to use WordPress and how to use the Yoast SEO plugin and how to use WooCommerce and how to set up Google Analytics and read their Google Analytics reports. That's right. There's over 75 videos in the in the back end of WordPress that this uh, plugin installs for your clients so that it's pretty much hands-off for you. You can put your own logo on it, rebadge it, add your own custom videos, and you can even now use short codes to embed our training videos in your membership website. Ooh, that's a good one. And it's a dollar for your first month and then 24 bucks a month after that. It's ridiculous. I'd go and grab it now before I change my mind about the price and jack it up. Anyway, um, what else? Subscribe to the podcast at wpelevation.com slash subscribe and you'll get something, free report, free checklist, free webinar. You'll get access to some goodies. And we'll, more importantly, we'll send you an email every Thursday morning with a new podcast episode. Everything about this particular episode with Ben will be at wpelevation.com slash Ben Stickland. That's B-E-N-S-T-I-C-K-L-A-N-D. Uh, you can find all the notes and uh, all the links in the show notes uh, underneath the video. And remember, leave a comment underneath the video and tell Ben the number one thing about your business that you would like to fix in order to better serve your clients. What is the number one thing about your business that you know you could do better to keep your clients happier? And uh, you could win either Market Samurai, Scarcity Samurai, or Vidzi, your choice. Ben will come back early in the new year and award that prize because we are almost at Christmas and we're taking a couple of weeks off over Christmas. Speaking of which, next week is the last podcast for 2014. It will be episode number 62 and it will be Greg Taylor from Marketing Press. In I believe he's based in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, he is a marketing expert who specializes in building marketing solutions for clients using WordPress. And I'm really interested in this because he has said, hey, I'm not a WordPress generalist. I specialize in helping clients with their marketing by using WordPress and all its associated tools as part of the solution. So I'm really interested to, to learn from Greg about how he has niched down what it is he does. Uh, give us some favorable reviews on iTunes or tell us we suck if that's what you think. Get on over to iTunes and give us a rating and a review. It really does help us come up in the search results. And connect with us on Stitcher Radio uh, at stitcher.com. And, you know, just uh, share the love. Tweet us, Facebook us, tell everyone you know who's interested in WordPress that they should check out the WP Elevation podcast at wpelevation.com. Um, I think that's about it for now. You know, I'm having fun. I hope you're having fun. Leave us some comments on the blog or on the podcast. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us who you'd like to see on another episode of the podcast. I hope everything is going well in your WordPress business. My name is Troy Dan from WP Elevation. And until next time, go elevate.